0: the nature of your emergency. Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. Today, we are going to unravel the mysteries of traumatic memories. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Now, I'm getting my trauma recovery certification, and I've had to do a lot of, um, how can I put this? I've had to do a lot of external research and knowledge gathering during this course, and in doing that, I have found something really, really fascinating when it comes to traumatic memories, and the reason for that is because there is this crazy phenomenon of how memories during trauma can be stored differently. And often this can lead to hyper-memories or forgotten memories, but the truth is that regardless of how those memories are stored, um, just as is the book, the body keeps the score. And we're going to go over a little bit about what I mean by this, as well as an example that came to me that I think might blow your mind as much as it did to me when I made the connection. And so when we're talking about Memories during a traumatic event. I'm going to use the example of a female being assaulted. When she gives her interview, the things that she chooses or the things that she is able to remember during that incident might not necessarily be the full story. And we're talking about a true case here, right? Something that did really happen. And the reason for that might not be because she's omitting information on purpose, but it might be that Her body stored certain information that her mind didn't keep a memory of because our minds have this brilliant way of protecting us. And the way that that happens is our mind will either store a traumatic incident or a traumatic memory as something that is a hyper memory, meaning something that is going to make a lot of things out in the real world connect and associate in a way that reminds us of that traumatic incident so that it protects us. And hopefully that traumatic thing won't happen again, right? It's a protection mechanism or our memories will be stored in such a way that they will be so suppressed that our our consciousness, our subconsciousness, won't go there, right? We won't have that, that thing that's similar that constantly pulls from that memory because it seems like that memory has disappeared. However, the memory doesn't ever disappear. And a lot of the times, it will manifest within our bodies. And I'm going to give you a crazy example of how I discovered this to be the case for myself. Now, I have a very nice car, a car that I'm proud of, a car that... I'm very thankful to have. However, I do not like to drive that car on the freeway. In fact, I don't like to drive any vehicle on the freeway. And I've always told myself and told others that the reason for that is because I don't trust myself on the freeway, which on a a very conscious, real level, it is true. I have a very heavy foot. I like the, the way that the adrenaline feels when, you know, that, Speedometer reaches heights that I probably shouldn't say in front of a detective. And um, vehicles, speed, the way it feels in my car, loud music, like all of that has always been my thing. And I know how I operate my vehicle on typical roads and therefore I have always deemed it safer to not operate my vehicle on the freeway unless, I don't know, my mom's dying of cancer and I had no other choice but to take her to chemo and radiation appointments. So as I'm doing some of this self-discovery, a story came up that I completely forgot about. And it was a story that my mom told me a long, long time ago. I was a a very premature baby. I was um, 4.2 pounds when I was born. And being the only girl, my mom smoking while she (laughs) was pregnant with me, Um, it it was a rough upbringing. And I remember my mom telling me stories about how difficult of a feeder I was. Um, She got to the point where eventually she. the only thing that worked for me apparently was goat milk. And essentially, I was a very finicky baby. It was a a very difficult thing to have to raise her only girl. And one day we had a conversation where she was talking to me about my feeding habits. And this conversation was because even as an adult, I have a lot of stomach issues even still, which I think is just something that, that... I was gifted at birth. And so she's telling me this story about how one time she, I was born in Long Beach and she was driving on the freeway. She, she was driving with me and it was only her. And I was screaming obnoxiously. And, you know, as a, a, my mom was younger actually during all of her pregnancies, she was a younger mom during, during everything. And this was back where we didn't have cell phones and she got to the point to where It was maybe an hour long, longer to go, and she couldn't take it anymore, right? Maybe it was postpartum depression. Like, whatever the thing is, my screaming during that car ride caused my mom to pull over. When my mom pulled over, she not only pulled over on a freeway, she pulled over on an overpass. Mm -hmm. Why did she do that? Well, so that she can grab the baby from the back seat and feed me. And I was like, wow, I completely forgot about that story. And even though I don't, I wouldn't think consciously that that would have anything to do with the reason that I don't like to drive on the freeway, what if it does? What if my body remembered that? And that might sound woo-woo and crazy. You could do your own research and see that this is actually a real thing. I, I love The Body Keeps the Score. I'll link that down below. But I never made that connection before. But, but when I did and I started to think about that, it made me actually sit a lot more comfortably in me not liking to drive on the freeway. Because it's always been something I have felt bad about or self-conscious about. There was a time where I went to go see, um, I went to go see some people in Florida, and I asked to drive. In that situation, I preferred to drive. So I'm driving this gentleman's vehicle, and I wanted to be comfortable and you know feel at home and safe and have fun. And so there's me driving, a gentleman who owned the car in the passenger seat, and then um, another individual in the backseat. So I connect my phone to the vehicle and I start listening to my music, right? And we were just having a good time and we're singing and having fun. And I'm asking uh, where to go because I've never been there before. And so he says, okay, you just pull in the on-ramp and get on the freeway. And I shook his head and I said, no, I don't want to drive on the freeway. And so having moments like that makes me feel subconscious about the fact that I don't like to drive on the freeway. However, having this newfounded awareness of how the body truly does keep the score when it comes to memories that might be forgotten stored memories, it, it makes me feel a lot more comfortable about like maybe that, even if it's not. Maybe it is the case. Maybe that is why I don't like to drive on the freeway. You know, it's, it's so interesting how our bodies and our brains work with everything. Like, and it's crazy. And I, and I've, I don't recall ever hearing that story before. So it's really, I mean, it makes sense. It definitely does to where that could be that holdback for you. But being aware of that and acting on it and, and knowing what you want to improve and what you don't want to improve. And, and, that's, that's, I think it's great self-awareness on so many levels and it's incredible. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. And it's, it's crazy to me because when I first got into this concept of how our body could remember a traumatic event that our memories could not remember I started to contemplate like, man, I, I don't really understand the validity of that until I delve deeper into the research. And introuteral trauma, meaning when you are a baby inside of your mom's belly, there is studies increasingly wide studies that are proving that if your mother experiences trauma, and this could be, you know, trauma could be anything, right? And I'm saying trauma could be anything, not like it's a careless comment. I'm saying that because we all experience trauma in a different way. There was an incident where somebody called it trauma and then Clint and I called it, um, offensive, Mm
1: -hmm. right?
0: There's a big difference between trauma and offensive. However, to that person, they deemed it to be trauma, and so when it comes to the experience of, of trauma that a female might have while she's pregnant, it has a massive impact on the fight or flight risks and the trauma window of recovery for an individual as they get older. And that might be something that has to be worked on later on in life. And I thought it was just so, so amazing to make that a, a connection like that for myself, because basically it made me a believer in the fact that, um, an exercise that we could all take on for ourselves is I want you to think about a time where your body might be reacting to something and then you don't necessarily understand why. Um, the, the instructor inside of my trauma recovery class, she seems to be okay public speaking. She seems to be okay teaching the class and for some reason at random moments, you can see that she starts to develop this like rash in these hives up her chest, up her neck, her ears get red. And it's something completely um, subconscious. It's, it's a, an automatic response that her body is having. And so my theory is that she's discussing content that whether she's aware of it or not might be triggering trauma, right? She's had a lot of trauma in her life. That's the whole essence of why she created this course. And so it is my belief that her body is responding in a certain way, even if she doesn't realize that it's happening. Because we, we can't necessarily feel it when, I don't know if you've ever had that happen. I've had that happen, mm-hmm. where sometimes I'll get like really anxious or worked up or something, and then my chest starts to turn red in that same, that same way. And so it's not something we do voluntarily. It's a, a response that our body is having. So it's very interesting for us to delve into times in our life where our body starts to have a response and then we don't understand why it's having that. And it's a crazy concept for you to think about because we might say like, I've never had anything like traumatic. And to me now, like, I I don't think that's a traumatic experience but I think my body thinks that the whole overpass pullover feed thing was a traumatic experience. And so the, the, the fact of what happened, it's not as important as it is to understand how we're responding to those triggers, and some people don't like those the word trigger, but that's the the best way to to identify you know that concept is when something happens and you don't understand why your body is reacting that way. It's not as important for its, us to go back and to try to research what the connection is because you can literally like kill yourself trying to do that. It is more important to understand what do we need to do now. So I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.